It is the 200 level episode 171, and so far so good as we settle in on a soon-to-be snowy Saturday in central Illinois. And as I bring on Trevor Belize, I think, Trevor, before we really get into the nitty-gritty, the difference in this game is that you have Kofi Coburn and Iowa Sumu, and they don't. And the good news for Illinois, that's going to be the case for many of the opponents you play the rest of the year. And how refreshing that the the whole point of what was so annoying about Wisconsin is that they never had the All-American, but for some, and I, maybe that's not fair. I mean, Ethan Happ was an All-American, but it just always felt like they had that conglomeration of B-minus players that somehow always managed to be clicking, especially against Illinois. And now it just sort of feels like, you know, I saw several people tweeting about this at the end of the half. Wisconsin just doesn't have enough to stop two All-Americans. And it is so nice to feel like you legitimately have a leg up on Wisconsin after all this time. Yeah, and it's a different Wisconsin team, too, because in years past, they would have made you pay for a few stretches in that first half. There was Crubello, and the four minutes he gave you really hurt you. And Wisconsin was not able to get that any closer than about a seven-point game. And even when they had the free throws, they had the flagrant foul on DeMonte, and they made one of three, and then they didn't score on the possession. So these opportunities they've had, they haven't taken advantage of so far. And I get the feeling, Trevor, if... Illinois can come out here in the first four minutes of the uh, second half. They can essentially put this thing away by going up 17 points or so. And I don't want to say cruise against Wisconsin, but I I think the lack of firepower against Wisconsin makes it difficult to imagine a comeback if you get it there. Yep, and I think that was why building that early lead was so crucial because the one thing I was probably most concerned about was just letting Wisconsin sink into their style of a game, which is, as we all know, know, maybe high 50s, Lots of uh, long possessions. They have one of the slowest paces in America. They have one of the lowest turnover margins in America. Or not turnover margins. They have one of the best turnover margins. They have one of the lowest turnover rates in the country. And so immediately you turn them over four times in the first five minutes. And it just feels like, even though at times it was almost too frenetic with Curbelo making some silly plays and, and Georgie's bounce pass that wasn't. And just a few things like that where you almost wanted it to slow down. But that pace is much more conducive to Illinois. And you're right. I mean, I would assume regression back to the means a little bit here for Wisconsin. They're not going to go 0 for 9 from 3 in this half. But even if you, you know, you and I play the game of, well, if you're up by 2 at halftime, all you got to do is be up by (laughs) 1 this half and you win. Yeah, right. I mean, you're giving yourself a lot of leeway here with a 13-point lead. Basically, my mindset right now is don't blow it and you're fine. Yeah, and keep in mind, Illinois 2 for 10 from 3 themselves. So that's not necessarily great either. I, I, I would have thought, if you looked at the score and you gave that to me before the game, that Trent or Adam would have gotten red hot. They each have a 3, but 2 for 10, not very good. And Illinois, I mean, Wisconsin could progress back to the mean, but Illinois could certainly improve on theirs, and then it's a wash. But you're right. If we're playing the simple arithmetic game, just simply don't get outscored by 14 points in this half, and we're going to have a big win and just continue to hang around that two-seed and even the one-seed conversation in the NCAA. Before we get underway in the second half, it's going to get started here in just a second. Got to remind you, the 200 level is brought to you by DPDO. Online at dpdo.com for all the best deals and prices. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. So if you want to stay inside during this very, very cold week that's coming up cold and snowy they will bring a piping hot calzone to your door use coupon code mike for five dollar calzones at dpdo.com also fourth and kirby online at fourth and get your lucky shirt 
Hopefully you already got one on, but in case Illinois loses another game this year, you got to rotate. Go to fourthandkirby.com, coupon code 200 level for 10% off your order at fourthandkirby.com. Got to thank Rector Construction, a new sponsor of the 200 level, the reliable roofing construction and remodeling company of Central Illinois. Giving to the community is key to their mission, and their main desire is to help better Champaign County. Give them a call today at 217-281-7000 or visit rectorconstruction.com. That's R-E-C-T-O-R construction.com. You can get your roof replaced this summer. You can get a crawl space inspected, among many other things, Rector Construction. And finally, State Farm Agent Brian Hansen. Uh, Trevor, to get you in, in on the action here, what, what's the dom- domain name again for that? Well, that would be uh, brianismyguy.com. Your favorite, I believe. Uh, it just It's impressive. I mean, no one else has taken that. Yeah, I love it. You would have thought so, but no, brianismyguy.com. And he is our guy. He actually worked with Karen and I when we moved to this new house for homeowners and auto. Great prices, as you would expect from State Farm, but more than that, great personalized service from people that were born and raised in East Central Illinois. So they have your local interest at heart. brianismyguy.com for State Farm agent Brian Hansen. Also, Alana Inquirer and the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Phew! All right, the formalities are done, and Trevor, we are about to get underway. We are underway. Okay, so the second half here, Illinois 36 to 23, and I got 1950 on the clock here. The camera was a bit late. All right, so we have Dimitri Trice up top, trying to make something happen over to, uh, who's that number two guy with the uh, dreads? That's Aleem Ford. Aleem Ford, he had two fouls in the first half. Here's Micah Potter on Kofi. Kofi closing in on him. Ford back at the perimeter, and then Potter gets loose, and he will lay it in. So a quick bucket here for Wisconsin with 1930 to go. 11-point lead. And I will say, Trevor, what has encouraged me, even when Illinois was only up six or seven, is that the defense is forcing Wisconsin to labor. And every shot, it seems, you know, they, they got to go deep in the shot clock. Here's a feed to Kofi and another dunk. Uh, His fifth? It's just too easy. I mean, it, it doesn't matter who Wisconsin has right now. It just... He is just he he might be primed for his best game of the year. He's already got a double double. What is his best game as an Illini? If we go back to last year, and Adam I mean, Miller with a silly not, foul, that's disappointing. He's, yeah, not doing if, much if for you. If you're not counting the context of opponent, it's probably that game again the non-con last year where he got what was it like 19 rebounds to break the record? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, as I, I look at this replay to Kofi, I mean, Micah Potter tried to front him. It, it doesn't matter. You know, you can be behind him, you can be in front of him, and he's going to make a move. And I think that's the most impressive thing as Wisconsin misses the free throw here. Still an 11-point lead. The most impressive thing, Trevor, as the season's gone on, I think Kofi's touch around the rim has gotten better. And it seems like he's added to his arsenal of moves as Io falls down. But Jacob Grandison with a three-point opportunity up and good. Beautiful. 41-27. Good to see Grandison get on the action. I think that's his first bucket of the game. Yeah, he had a few uh, tips in the first half where he tried. He does this thing where, like, on misses, not only does he swarm towards the glass, Miller but he Steel. also tries to tip it in, and sometimes it works. Trent, coast to coast. Wow. And, no, I thought that was maybe an and one, but I wow. thought so, too. 16-point lead. Yeah, and you're right. There is this sort of tip game that he's trying to play. N- not good yet in terms of 0 for 2, I think, on those tips today, but he is active on the offensive boards, which is encouraging. Illinois overall on the uh, boards tonight has been fantastic. And I, I am surprised because a couple of years ago, I would have thought between Reavers and then, oh, of course, he makes a three. Him First three of the game. Humongous forehead. Ugh, 43 to 30. Illinois. Lee. I shouldn't do that. I should make fun of the appearances of 18 to 22. year old. Well, actually, these guys are like 25 on Wisconsin. Yes, we've been told many, many, <laughs> many times that they are older than the Bulls. I get it. IO feed to Kofi gets batted away. So Wisconsin on the break here. 
And we have Ford to Davison for a three. I don't know if Miller sagged. That's a miss. Yeah, few indeed. And, you know, that's the thing, Trevor, as we watch the second half, the only tightness I'm going to get is, oh, God, did they get it within single digits? And if you can avoid that, we'll be smooth sailing. It's a nice place to be, Kofi. I just, they can't stop him. I know he missed there, and he got fouled, it looks like, but they just can't stop him. Who's that foul on? That's on Reavers. First team, hey, I got to say, from what we saw Tuesday night, this is a nice palate cleanser in terms of officiating. I think it's been a really well-officiated game. And did Bo Borowski, who for some reason is public enemy number one for some Illini fans, I feel like he was either the Penn State game or the Iowa, maybe the Iowa game too. I think he kind of like Hightower gets the rap of like, oh boy, there he is. But if you actually think about it, I don't think he's a terrible ref. It's just that everybody knows him. You know what I mean? Like, which like, one is he on the screen? His job. It's just like, oh boy, here's Bo again. Which one is he on the screen? I don't even know what he looks like. He is. He looks like uh, Bob Saget in Full House. Does that wow. help? Wow. Okay. Well, let's see here. I'll kind be able to pick that out of the lineup here. Paul. Got it. Okay. okay. I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. By the way. Yeah. I had no idea that he is like the most vulgar, dirty comedian out there. Totally. And I stumbled yeah. upon some video of him, and I thought, my God. This is the guy who was my uh, TV childhood um, dad. And here he is talking about things I never I never thought I'd hear him talking about. Very deadpan. You should look up the aristocrats joke on YouTube and Bob Saget's okay. version of that, which I, I shouldn't have said that because this is a family-friendly podcast. I don't want kids going to look for that. Uh, but yeah, he is filthy, and he still has that deadpan style that makes it funny. We got a turnover here, Iowa on the break, and he lays it in. That is back to a 16-point lead for Illinois. And most encouraging of all, Trevor, uh, I mean, clearly no let-up here in the second half, and if anything, more urgency from Illinois to just put this thing away and, and run away with it. I, I really like that, because we haven't seen a lot of games where Illinois, other than Minnesota, has put it away to that extent. I was going to say, this might be um, the most complete, if this keeps up, the most complete performance of the year, because it's just from the word go, you've just been the better team. All right, so we have a 14-point lead. Demetric Trice is the one guy keeping Wisconsin from getting totally blown out. I think he's got 12 points and only one missed shot. We got Curbelo here on the perimeter. Trying to take it in. He's kind of no man's land. Back to Kofi and back to Curbelo, who's trying to take it into the lane. He tries to find Kofi. He, oh, Kofi just missed it. Frenetic is the word for a Curbelo today. I know that that's often the word, Trevor, but there is a lack of control. Yeah, that was, that was Kofi's first real Butterfingers play of the day. And it, I, can't, I can't hardly blame him because it looked like the ball was sailing out of bounds and Curbelo sort of managed to save it and flip it back to Kofi who couldn't handle it. But yeah, he's been, um, I don't know. He had a stretch where it looked like he was getting better at lessening the really dumb plays. And now he's sort of gone back to you take the good and the bad. Whereas for a while there, it was kind of like 85% good. Now it feels like it's back to 50, 50 and that's fine. Like, I'm not going to complain. Once again, he's only 15 games into his career. Um, but it, I guess it's a tiny bit disappointing that instead of continuing to grow from that good stretch, he sort of regressed back to half good, half bad. I thought that was great defense on Georgie there. A miss by Reavers. Kept him in front of him the whole time. Again, Wisconsin having to labor for some of these shots. Illinois with the ball, 15.45 to go. Io and Kofi on the bench. should be amazing to stretch the lead with this lineup. We got Trent for a baseline three. Wow, jeez, what happened there? Get back, Adam, get back. And that's an overpass. Wow, what a break there for Illinois. So we're going to the break at 15.33. And after all that, which I thought Wisconsin tried to give you their best punch there, and you gained one. And so if we're doing the 
you know, four minute breakdowns, Trevor, like, did you gain? Did you not? And after all that, you are now up 14 instead of 13. So no damage yet. This is Duke basically at this point, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe even a bit of a bigger lead where it swells to 16 and then back down to eight. But I got to be honest, I really don't feel like this is in jeopardy and I'm not trying to jinx anything, knock on wood. But I told you guys this morning, like I, it's not that I wasn't excited for this game. I definitely was. It's a big game, but I did not have any sense of, oh God, we're going to be in fourth if we lose, you know, butterflies. I just didn't. I didn't either. And I was a little bit worried about that calm but I think that this is the natural progression of what happens. When you get the big win against Iowa, I thought the tougher game of the next two was going to be at Indiana just because of, you know, that, that's how it goes. You get the big marquee win, and it wasn't a hangover effect for Illinois, but it was the prototypical gritty road win in the Big Ten where a lot of things had to go your way at the end of the game, and they did. So I think, Trevor, the fact that you avoided that hiccup, I was that much more optimistic for today. And uh, coming off a loss against Indiana, I think I would have been right back into, oh my God, territory, but you didn't. Yep. And I just thought, well, onward and upward. This team, this team seems to be peaking at the right time. And I don't think that's presumptuous to say that the way they're playing. No, I think uh, that first half was Io and Kofi's arguably best half together since much earlier in the season, if at all. Uh, it kind of takes me back to that Michigan game last year that you had in December where a lot was made about Kofi and Georgie and if they could play together on the court at the same time and how to sort of get the Io Kofi tandem going. And that game was just beautiful. I mean, they, the entire game you clicked against Michigan when they were ranked fifth, I think it was fifth last year in December. Um, And this kind of feels like that a little bit, just in terms of uh, you kind of, you know, we constantly say, okay, that there's a great game from Trent, but man, if you could only have that game along with someone else having a great game and, Oh, there's Io, you know, getting 30, Imagine if Kofi had 15 and 15 the same game Io had 30. And this is one of those, uh, so far, rare games where almost everybody seems to be clicking at the same time. Real quick, and before I get to that point, DP Doe online at dpdoe.com. $5 calzones. Use coupon code Mike at dpdoe.com for $5 calzones. $6 premium and construction zones. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana at dpdoe.com. And Trevor, when Io and Kofi are on this kind of level, you are merely asking the other guys to just don't screw it up. You don't have to be great. I mean, no one else has really been great tonight, if I think about it. Who's the third best player for Illinois today? Well, and Curbelo and Adam have arguably screwed it up multiple times between <laughs> them, and it still doesn't matter. Right, yeah, and they're, they're being freshmen. Coleman Hawkins, non-factor. Uh, you look at Grandison. He did make the 1-3, and that was big to stretch that lead early in the second you half. You could almost say Georgie's been the third best player today. Uh, you could argue that. And there was that play that, again, Wisconsin had opportunities in the first half to – make this fairly neck and neck. And one of those was when Georgie tried to do the Curbelo thing on a break. And that led to a turnover and essentially a five-point swing, if, if I recall. And, you know, we texted each other, oh, God. But really, Georgie has been good, not just offensively, but seeing what he's doing against Reavers on defense. And uh, I don't feel like he's a liability in this game. And you, you're right. You could argue he's the third best player for Illinois, surprisingly. It's all about the matchup. I mean, this matchup makes sense for him in terms of Reavers is less of a Shaq slash Kofi big guy and more of a, you know, he can fade out and hit a three. He's a little bit more lanky and athletic, which you would argue Georgie is over Kofi. He's less of an anchor, I guess is what I mean. So that matchup is conducive for Georgie. Um, And I honestly think that that's something that will be big as Georgie turns it over. Yeah, but you know, I I got to say that's, that is again, 
it's a low pass. It was at his ankles. So like Corbello yep. doing the baseline thing and it's not working today. And I think you're going to see the leash really tighten here. If Wisconsin can get it and now within 12, it's a 15 to go. But if this gets single digits, I don't think you're messing with Corbello anymore. He's yeah. he's been bad. He's been outright bad, and I think that there was just a lack of rhythm that's kind of percolating down to the guys he's even passing to. They're they're like, oh god, hot potato. I was surprised that Underwood didn't yank him in that first half after he had that stretch of as Demonte Smith's first positive play from Demonte today. But I was surprised that Curbelo didn't get yanked when he had those two fouls and two turnovers in two minutes. Brad let him out there for another three or four minutes before he put him on the bench. So we'll see if that persists in the second half, if his struggles persist. You know, and I like that in terms of the uh, oh, long three. Is this Trice again? No, it's not. that is Trice. I mean, literally, yeah. he's the one guy. And I know Potter and, and Reavers can. This is a layup take by Corbello. Not even close. You got to get him out. You cannot afford to let Wisconsin get... Oh, God, I thought they were going to take that three. Here's a three attempt from Reavers. No good. Okay, so they still not uh, shooting all that well, and we see Kofi and Io will come back in. Okay. You were trying to sneak two minutes without him, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you have managed to sneak a minute and a half here, but it's not great. Well, listen, even if you play Michigan, you got a long break after this, so don't worry about minutes played or, you know... Yeah. Oh, my God, Corbella. What the what hell is- are you doing? Quit it. You know what I worry about? I don't want him to be Georgie Redux. And what I mean by that is the, men- <laughs> the mental component of it. We're, we're watching, you know, junior year Andre Corbello as Wisconsin gets it within 10. What, well, nine or 10? Was that a three? Um, I guess. I didn't think that was a three, but let's check this out here. You just, you can't. Uh, no, that wasn't a three. Okay, so it's a, f- but is it 48 to 39? I guess Trice had hit a three before that. Okay. Yeah, I don't want this. I like Corbello. He's a freshman. I'm just saying in terms of projecting forward, you know, people have said, well, you know, Darren Williams, eight points a game, six assists a game as a freshman. So there were those moments. But he was reliable. Uh, you could go back. I know some old, old-timers would mention Bruce Douglas or something like that. Same thing. I really doubt there were these moments where you're like, don't do that. And... I say all that, and listen, I love the kid, and I'm glad he's on our team, and I think he will be a fantastic player. But the only thing that concerns me, Trevor, is this sort of like, I I want them to be confident, but I don't want them to be stupidly confident. Yeah, yeah, I I get what you're saying, and I agree that that is my biggest frustration with Georgie, and we've talked about it before, is that that's great that he's confident, but like at a certain point, if you are, I'm just projecting back to like the Michigan State home game last year. If you're taking your third three of the game and airballing it, I don't need you like <laughs> Jordan shrugging your way back down the court and playing <laughs> skip, to, skip to my Lou as you run down. Like, like there's a level of confidence and then there's a level of just brazen, stupid confidence like you mentioned. And I don't think Curbelo's there yet, but I agree with you that um, the back of the mind hesitation is, okay, let's not get too carried away with letting him do whatever he wants and just suffering the consequences of it. All right, real quick before we get back from this break. So that was a timeout by Illinois, I believe, and we have, let's see how much left on the clock here. I think we're about 14 to go, 13.20. Okay, so that's the first time out of the half for Illinois. They got three left. Uh, just a quick reminder, uh, 200 Levels brought to you by 
Rector Construction online at rectorconstruction.com. For roofs, for call spaces, for anything in between, Rector Construction, they serve everyone or everywhere in East Central Illinois. So go online today to rectorconstruction.com and you can get a free estimate. All right. So as we kind of do a reset here, Trevor, with 1320 to go, I assume that Iowa and Kofi will be back in there. They were waiting to come into the game. And I think that it's just... Don't really mess with this. Get get to the under 10 mark in this game or get to the under 8 media timeout and still find your lead around 10, 11, 12 points. I was gunning for the total blowout, but at this point, I'll just I'll just keep them at bay so it doesn't get too tight. Yeah, I, I don't think a 25-point win is in the cards, but that's okay. Getting greedy at that point. Um, I, I'm with you that I think going forward here, I'm not terribly concerned because you got Io and Kofi coming back in, but just... it. it it's impossible to not project, right, as we're doing this, and you see, okay, Illinois is technically the second-highest two-seed, and they're about to pick up a, a top-15 win. Maybe they're the number-one two-seed. I don't know. So it's hard not to project forward and go, you can't have Curbelo doing that in the Sweet 16. Obviously, we're not there yet, but I agree with you that um, you, you want to make sure that things don't become just, okay, Iowa and Kofi, go score us a combined 50 points and we'll figure out the rest. Right, exactly. And I, I agree, like that is projecting forward, but th- that is a concern because you got Iowa and Kofi, but we see that even in the games where they're spectacular, you take them out and what else do you really have to fall back on? Now, Trent, I think, even though a little bit quiet offensively today, still playing overall pretty well. And I, that is the next guy that you count on just because of his experience and the ability to hit three and defend. But it would be nice to have more than that. And, uh, you know, here's the thing. If you are talking about a two seed, this kind of win, I know that Wisconsin's not as good as they've been before, but this really solidifies you almost like a three seed at worst. Like you win this game, and there's going to be a couple gimmies coming up with Northwestern and Nebraska. I think you win another game or two in the regular season. Other than that, you are at worst going to be maybe a three seed as Adam Miller just badly misses that. But Kofi, that has to be a foul. Yes. Thank you. So, yeah, just that, that was, was a, a long way away of saying win this game. But, uh, Trevor, yeah, that was sure. a lot of contact there. Jesus. Yeah, that was the first time I saw Adam actually <laughs> drive to the rim in what feels like two months. It was a horrible result, but um, I guess I'll take it. I feel like North Carolina A&T, he had a few dunks, and then he's really been one-dimensional on offense. And that is uh, – I'm not going to get into next year with Adam Miller. Listen, <laughs> we're, we're watching this game. We're having fun with it. I don't need to – you know, air my grievances about, oh, God, can he do more? I'm sure he can, but it is a puzzling sort of, uh, not regression, he's a freshman, but a, a, a somewhat alarming lack of progression from him now that we're in mid-February. I think sometimes we are victim to the early bias of he scored 28 against Chicago State, and then, like, from that point forward, his floor was unfairly raised, even though it was one game against a team that, literally quit halfway through their season because they were so bad. Um, but yes, he, he, I would say if you're watching Adam Miller, uh, what are they looking at here? I think that Kofi got something to his eye, um, and that was inadvertent, so they just call it a regular foul. He's at the line now to shoot two. I've got to love these refs. i got to be honest. I mean, after Tuesday, that review was no more than 30 seconds, yeah. and we've had like a combined 10 fouls in this game, it feels like. All right, so Kofi misses the first, second one coming up here. It's a nine-point Wisconsin lead. Would like to get this back to double digits here and then get back into what you were doing defensively. Here is the second one. It is up. It is no good. Uh. All right, so Wisconsin ball here, down nine. 
Time to lock up on defense, and I like the lineup that you have in order to do that. It's DeMonte instead of Grandison, but other than that, your normal starting five. All right, so we got a little pick-and-roll action here. Okay, up top, we have this number 12 feller. It's just an endless parade of guys I I know are going to bother me for the next six years at Wisconsin. We have an entry pass now to Micah Potter. Kofi on him. Potter trying to go up, and he makes it. So it's a seven-point game, Trevor. Hmm. I don't like that very much. Yeah. So that's I, it. I, it feels to me like they're in the they're in the midst of their best run of the game, but we'll see. Well, you need Io, I think, to get a bucket here, and he's trying to find Kofi, and misses the putback. Ah, oh, God, make it, Kofi. Jesus, got fouled, but that was an alley oop opportunity for Kofi, and he can't lay it in. And I don't. I mentioned the text thread fatigue, which has kind of surprised me. And I know he's been a monster today, Trevor, but I haven't seen him sucking wind like this. It doesn't feel like recently, and today he is. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's laboring out there. I'm not exactly sure why. He's been solid defensively against Potter, so I'm not going to fault him for that one. Um, I've gotten to the point as a fan where if he misses a shot, collects his own board, and gets fouled, I'm not excited about it because I know that there's probably a less than 50% chance that he actually makes up for the miss. And he makes that one, though. He does make the first one. Uh, Eight-point lead for Illinois, 49-41. Second one coming up. He could legitimately get to 20-20, by the way, because right now he's at 15-14. And he's going to pretty much play the rest of this half. Yeah. What will be interesting to see, you got 12.08 on the clock. The second free throw is up and good. So good form on both of those. And that's the thing that's weird, Trevor. He has decent form on his free throws. I think just yeah. you get hands that big, and that's the issue that Shaq had. It's, it's like you know trying to shoot a ping pong ball. Like You can't really get a lot of control over it. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got Potter with the ball, 15 in the shot clock, and DeMonte gets nice. a hand in the passing lane. So Illinois, an opportunity to go back up double digits. Io looking for Trent to Kofi. Kofi with the dunk. Huge. His <laughs> sixth of the game, I think, if not seventh. That's a big many, response, Trevor. That's a big response. Yep. How many dunks does Kofi have in this game compared to John Gross's entire <laughs> yeah. tenure and and John Eakey's entire career. I was going to text Brightweiser, steal by Adam Miller, heads up play there. Good to see the freshman do that. Uh, I'll get to that point here about the John Gross era lack of dunks. Oh, Adam. And then Trent gets gets it back. Oh, Trent. It's going to be either a timeout or possession arrow, which would go to Illinois. What are they going to call here? It will be Illinois ball, though, and that is just awesome to see that from Fantastic Trent. Fantastic little 4-0 response stretch from Kofi there. Very Duke-like. You know, we mentioned that maybe that's what this game could end up being, which I'll gladly take where you just you absorb the blow and then you come right back and and respond with a four or five nothing run. Okay, so to that point about the John Gross era and the lack of dunks and the recurring thing on the show was the early 200 levels. Where are the dunks? And you had John Eakey, but he missed all of them or at least half of them. There were no dunks at the end of the Gross era because Malcolm Hill, not so much a dunker. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, but then he was gone by that point. Jalen Coleman lands. Who the hell was even like just suffered? I mean, you had Mav Morgan and you yeah. had Leron Black. I, I guess Leron had a few dunks, but you just suffered from such a lack of athleticism towards the end of that. And I love Malcolm. He's the third leading scorer in Illinois history. Yeah. But I, I just, I don't know. There's just something about that group of guys where I understand how they scored and I obviously saw it happen, but I just felt like it was always so. I don't know if clunky is the word. It's just the, the flow was just terrible. Yeah, it was. And that's what's so puzzling about the good wins that Gross had. And he had some. 
I mean, hell, the second-to-last game that he coached in a regular season, a huge win against Michigan State, and scoring was not an issue for Illinois. And some nights it wasn't. And I think that that era, there was some skill there, but there was never quite enough, and it was never quite athletic enough to sustain it. So you look back at the gross era, I mean, why are we doing that during what is a major game here with Underwood? But I think it is kind of funny to compare and contrast the multitude of dunks. Now, you take Kofi out, and you, you aren't really much of a dunking team. I mean, Iowa's got a couple this year, and they're kind of half-hearted. Not half-hearted, but he doesn't really do the uh, emphatic slams. They are sort of thing. rim runners, yeah. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, 200 Level brought to you by 4th and Kirby online at 4thandkirby.com. Use coupon code 200 level to get your new lucky shirt for 10% off at fourthandkirby.com. And, you know, listen, can hopefully totally, you don't need another one. Go ahead. Can I totally segue for just a second? You and I uh, talked because we both had this original thought. Just real quick, Brett Bielan was tweeting. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this is, up. <laughs> I, I think it is so refreshing to log on Twitter and see my football coach basically joking with random Twitter eggs about. You know, one guy tweeted at him who had like two followers and he said, I, I planned my wedding for your bye week and then the bye week moved. And he said, sorry, I have no control of that. And, and, and like an emoji, sunglasses emoji. Sunglasses yeah. emoji. <laughs> it's just so freaking refreshing to see a guy who cares. He's, I think, Trevor, and this is why it's going to play well. And we saw this in the press conference. I don't think there's a lot of pretension there. There, there is, of course, going to be confidence, and that came off as brash. And I guess when they get into a losing streak, we'll see just how fun and lovable and cuddly he is. But I think that so far in the first two months, it's been, I mean, I was saying like a B plus because you just don't know until you get on the field. But you start seeing these little things that are in such stark contrast to what you have with Lovey. And I'm like, God, this is an A higher. And I also think, I had this thought today, Trevor, about how um, I was thinking of my, my buddy Andrew, his fiance Laura, is a Wisconsin fan. And we were at a wedding back when Illinois beat Wisconsin in that game. And they're watching it again today. And they kind of, you know, give each other crap during the game and all that stuff. But I was thinking, man, you know, if we would have lost that game, we got rid of love. We would have gotten rid of Lovey sooner. But let's say that down the road, we thank our lucky stars that Lovey did buy himself another year. So you could have that opportunity to go get a Brett Bielema. I know that's a really like, you know back to the future sort of thing. But if we had to sure. endure one COVID impacted crappy year with Lovey in order to get a guy like Brett Bielema, and that's the one that works out, then, Hey, um, I guess that's, that's just serendipity. Yeah. I, it just, it's just so nice to see somebody who gets it. That, that was my only point. I absolutely. And, and I noticed that. And I sent that to you guys. Like, is this meatball fan of me to be like, Oh, well, we texted a fan, you know, as we get foul on Wisconsin, Trying to go the line for two here to try to extend this lead. Reavers is like, what? Don't uh, I don't <laughs> mean to make fun of look. these guys, but good Lord. The cuteness <laughs> factor war. I mean, they, I will say Wisconsin was kind of cute in the late 90s and early 2000s when they were these upstart. Uh, they were an eight seed in the tournament one year and they made a final four. And that was kind of cute. Like they weren't dislikable, but you deal with that for 20 years and eventually it's just enough already. Trent misses the yep. first. Come on, Trent. Second free throw coming up. That's three on Reavers. Do we got three on Potter, I think, as well? At least three. What's interesting is Reavers always starts, and he didn't start today. Only Potter started. I think they wanted both of those guys going up against Kofi individually. And Underwood responded by playing Georgie and Kofi together, which he doesn't do very often, and so far it's worked out. So I kind of like that little uh, chess game where Wisconsin tried to 
sort of go one-on-one with Kofi, and then Underwood said, fine, I'll just make up my lineup big so that you struggle against it. Yeah, Reavers are the nice take here on the pump fake, and then yeah, he's got skill. And it was funny how, I think a year or two ago, it's like, oh, great, they got their next Whoa. Kaminsky. What was this? The foul on, well, nothing on that, as Reavers well, is in like contact on Georgie. Jeez. Jab Georgie in the back, but... Io with a 10-footer no good. So it's a 10-point Illinois lead, 10-20 to go, Wisconsin ball. And not that There's that was too much a, time left in this game. Yeah, I agree. It's it's an, an annoying amount of time left. The three pointer from Wisconsin, no good, and thankfully no foul called there because I thought there might have been a little slap on the wrist. We have a entry pass to Georgie, and he makes a great wow. job by Georgie on the great pass from Io. Beautiful pass. It was a no look, and Georgie. You know what I love about that? He immediately finished. Yes, I think one of his Didn't biggest wait. problems is he just gets to the point where he just starts doing this this tap dance and, and, and it's sort of like, okay, just put it up. Big, sh- big play there, you know, cause you get within 10, it's like, all right, it can either be an eight point lead or a 12 point lead. And that was a good response yet again, a quick counter punch by Illinois. There's a foul on Georgie. That's going to be only the second on Illinois. This half, only six fouls total called this half. And we got under 10 to go. This is going to be Trice taking it to the rim. And that's no problem for him. Is that Trice or somebody else? That was Trice. I meant beautiful on the fouls, not on Wisconsin scoring. No, you're right, though. The flow of this game has been pretty good overall. And uh, that's not always the case when you play Wisconsin. But so far, so good. We have 9.35 to go. Io gets the pick up top from Georgie, trying to take it to the rim. He does, and uh, block on Reavers. Hmm. Reavers gets the block. Wisconsin on the break. Not much doing there. Reavers fakes the three, trying to take it to the rim. He's from the free throw line. It's up and good. It's an eight-point lead. And Wisconsin's feeling it right now, Trevor. That was good defense from Georgie, but yeah. I, I, I do think a certain amount of this is just regression for Wisconsin. I mean, they score like 60-some a game, and they were at 40 with 10 to go. They had barely hit a three. So, I mean, at some point, they're going to start making some shots. Another foul on Wisconsin. That's their fifth. So, Trent draws that 9.04 to go. Eight-point lead. You're right. And now the thing is, I mean, that, that, that defense doesn't bother me from Georgie right there. I mean, you forced... I guess that's a decent look for Reavers, but you know, you made him work for it. Yeah. I'd still rather wall him up at the free throw line and make him hit the fadeaway than let him get to the rim. Yeah. All right, eight point lead. Illinois with the ball. I don't know if we had any substitutions here. We got Coleman Hawkins in, I would assume, for this minute. And he's going to be at the four. Yeah, you got, you got uh, Coleman in for Georgie and Grandison in for DeMonte. Whoa, my God. Alley up to Kofi. That was beautiful. 57 to 47, and when all else fails, just dunk the ball. That's the plan. Wisconsin with the ball, 845 to go. They get a pick up at the perimeter here. We got now Aleem Ford, Coleman Hawkins on him. I like that matchup in terms of size and length for Hawkins. We have Reavers trying to find out it's Trice up on the perimeter, trying to get the pick from Reavers. He takes it to the rim and a foul from Trent. You got to foul harder than that. He just held on to him, and that's an easy and one opportunity. Eight-point lead. Yeah, that's a dumb foul. You either don't reach in at all or you reach in so hard that he can't finish that shot. Not Trent's best game. I mentioned earlier that you know maybe defensively he's been okay. I know Trice has been out of control good, but that's Trent's guy for most of this game and not working out. I, I hate think that he because he's, he's such a roller coaster player uh, and just in terms of like he goes on these heaters and he doesn't. And so I just was really hoping we could squeeze out as much of that heater as we could and we basically had two games of it and we'll see maybe he gets right back to it but seven point game trevor 828 to go i got that little oh boy oh boy 
right, Dimitri more Trice. More of an annoyance than like a nervous. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think now all of a sudden, great, every possession is going to mean something in the last eight minutes, which we're used to. But entry pass, we get a foul on Reavers. That's going to be his fourth and the sixth Ooh. on Wisconsin. I was what? imitating what noise he's probably making. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's nice if you can make your free throws as we get into the bonus here. I believe that's their six. I don't know if they've updated that yet. Pretty sure they were five. That's four on him, and I don't mind that because I feel like he's been more effective than Potter, but you know the Potter can go on a heater too. That's the thing with this Wisconsin team is like, ah, God, they, they have these stretches where it's like, up, oh, yep, that's the good Wisconsin, and it seems like they're on one of those right now, Trevor. You just got to you got to respond. You got to start scoring again here. Yeah, those two guys are practically interchangeable. Uh, so is Tyler Anderson and Trevor Anderson, both good small forwards. Uh, we get a foul. We get a foul. I will go the line for and one. So we got Illinois in the bonus here with eight ten to go. And I think if it turns into a situation where free throws come to play. I like Illinois' ability for either Iowa to drive it or feed it to Kofi. And I know, listen, Kofi shooting free throws, that's scary. But if we're going to stretch this game out and really, and what, are they going to review this to see who was Speaking the, of stretching this game out. Yeah, no kidding. Right now, it in, re, in real time, it's 3.18 to go. Or why are we taking a TV timeout with 8.10 to go? I don't know. Uh, boy, real quick reminder, the Tudor Level brought to you by State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it. Brian and his staff will hook you up with great uh, State Farm prices and personalized service. Brianismyguy.com. All right, so Io, presuming there's not going to be some weird review here, Trevor, we'll go to the line. I think so. I'm not sure why we went to timeout. I'm not sure either because I don't think anyone called a timeout and I hope that this is, they don't first, you know, dead ball under eight that they go to another one. They probably will. Antigua in the huddle, that, according to Jeremy, said we have zero kills this half. And I guess a kill is three consecutive defensive stops. Badgers are 12 for 16 from the field this half. Wow. That's, that's more than progressing back to the mean. Yeah. That is outperforming. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I talk about regression back to the mean, but that's, that's way above what they should be doing. All right. I on a one to ten, are you like at a five? I'm at like a three and a half. Okay. Yeah, I think that at the end of the day, you still have the two best players on the court, though. Trice is certainly making an argument for that. And it really just comes down to okay, the last couple games, you have gotten the stops when you needed to at the end of the game. And we are right in that period of time where against Indiana and against Iowa, the last eight minutes, you really tightened up on defense. So if you do that, you're going to be fine. The, the points will come one way or another. But, you know, if Wisconsin continues to hit 75% of their shots, then we're going to be sweating this one out. Yeah. Yeah. They, that, that, I mean, they're hitting it way too high a clip right now. Um, but to your point, I think Illinois' defense uh, late in games lately has just been so good. And it kind of gets lost a little bit, you know, in that overtime or against Iowa because as a fan, you're clenched fist watching, just hoping, okay, yes, a stop. But you don't realize that you're going like, yes, a stop every 30 seconds for the last four and a half minutes of both of those games, especially in overtime against Indiana. They hardly scored. I know. So, it, it's one of those um, where you, just, you get the tweet after the game from someone that actually you know charted it and says, okay, Indiana had one field goal in the last seven and a half minutes of game time or something crazy yeah. like that, which I think that's what it was. I think, I think one field goal in the last seven or eight minutes. 
Iowa had, I think, one field goal in the last five minutes, and they've gotten a bonus with 11 minutes to go and never shot a free throw. And then for Indiana, they had one made field goal in the last seven and a half minutes of the game, including overtime. All right, so we will see if this was, in fact, a TV timeout very soon. The next dead ball under eight, will they go to yet another timeout? I don't think a team took one. I've never heard of them taking it 10 seconds early, though. I mean, that's they, they just don't do that. So I'm not sure what that was unless Illinois, Wisconsin called a timeout there. I don't know why they would 10 seconds before you're going to get a timeout. You know, I will say this. Let's say the refs said we're going to the monitor. Hey, you know, just take that timeout now. That would be another feather in their cap I'd for a good officiated game. I, I, I think that they should absolutely do that all the time. I think whenever there's like, uh, like, okay, for instance, that review, um, what game was it where there was that stupid 15-minute review that resulted in nothing? Oh, the Penn State game right before half with four seconds on the clock. Just go to half and then look <laughs> at it. And then half right. time would be over by the time they determined it. We had two half times that game. And I guess this is a shooting foul because Io he shoots the first one. No one was moving there. So seven fouls on Wisconsin, Illinois in the bonus the rest of the way, and only three fouls on Illinois. As Io goes now for his second free throw, it's an eight-point lead for Illinois. Second one is up; it is good. Io's been great tonight, and in an almost like quiet way, Trevor. Like he's still doing what he does, but he's been doing it the entire game. So there hasn't been this, you know, ten-point onslaught where it's like, oh, it's explosive Io. He's just been good. I said this last time. He is so impressively unimpressive, unimpressive sometimes, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah, it's just that he's so sound the entire game. And unless he's going to hit like a dunk or a clutch three, there's no there's no one like memory that sticks out in your head of like that was the IO play. But he's just so darn good. Lord, another assist to Kofi who slams it again. A miss three from Wisconsin, and that was scary. But a miss three that made me feel good right there. And then to finish it like that, IO finds Kofi for the seventh, maybe eighth dunk for Kofi. I, I mean, legit. And we are. Watching something I haven't seen in a long time. This is Potter for a three. It is no good. Oh, the more they miss it, the better I feel. Get it, Io. He does. Grandison. Wow. Nice hustle. Yes. Gives it to Io. Are we not calling the foul on that? This wall kid? Come on, finish Io. We get How out of bounds on Wisconsin. Yeah, no kidding. Fortunately, I thought that Io might have graced it on the way out. But fortunately, we're seven minutes, so they won't review that. Illinois will have the ball and plenty in the shot clock here. But that, man... That just, fee from I mean, Iowa that's Kofi. three three straight fines from Io. The first one to Georgie, the second one to Kofi for that alley oop, and now the third one to Kofi. Ah, that's just so good. It is. All right, so here we go. Twenty seconds on the shot clock. Seven oh eight to go. Illinois back to an so eleven. That wasn't an under eight. That they did call the under I eight. I think they did, man. Kudos over. to these guys. That's the first time I've ever seen that. All right, Io trying to take it baseline. He finds Demonte. Open three for Demonte. Up and good. Yes. Oh. Huge. Good to see that from DeMonte. He's been struggling offensively, but that's a monster three and another fine from Iowa. Four, four straight beautiful assists. Wow. Okay, so, hey, DeMonte's still leading the NCAA, minimum th- uh, 30 attempts in three-point <laughs> shooting percentage. Okay, Illinois on defense now, 6.30 to go. Kofi on Potter. Potter trying to back him down. We got Davison, a three attempt that is up. It is no good. I love when he misses. He's been terrible today, by the way. He has been so quiet today. Mm, I got a little, I see what he saw, but he didn't see Wisconsin flashing there. A miss and a rebound for Illinois. DeMonte. No foul call. Then everyone was anticipating that there would be. 6-10 to go. Illinois ball, 14-point lead. Let's put it away now, guys. Let's put it away right now. Trent with the ball. 
15 on the shot clock. Iowa flashing up. He has it now. Six minutes on the game. 14-point Illinois lead. Kofi fakes the pick there. We got Grandison with an open three. It is up. Oh, looked online. Off the front of the rim. So we have 5.50 to go. Wisconsin with Trice. Long two. I'll give him the long two. Whatever. That's his spot right there. That's kind of, He's got that... Um... He's much shorter, but he's got that Malcolm Hill thing where he's that mid-range, yeah. right in between like the free throw line and the three-point line. He feels like he's 95% from that area. He looks eerily similar to Jim Jackson. Eerily similar. If you see his face again, yeah. it's crazy. Okay, so we get uh, Io with the ball. Tries to find Kofi. Kofi corrals it. They call the travel? He didn't even have possession yet. Well, mm-hmm. it'll go back to Wisconsin. He didn't possess it. That's what I think Underwood's saying there. He was hopping, but he didn't really even have the ball in his hands completely. Felt like a pre- it, it almost felt like he was absolutely going to travel, but he had yet to travel when they called it. All right, DeMonte, look at that. First, first 86 games, 24% three-point shooter. Last 26, 57. I've, I've never seen that kind of thing, and we'll never see it again in all likelihood. If we were in the NBA, <laughs> he'd be getting a, oh, another turnover. Huge. If we were in the NBA... He'd be getting a call from the um, what the the uh, urine test sample lab <laughs> right about now. Hey, this is a good closing lineup right now. I know we still got about five and a half minutes, but Demonte and Grandison in there. The way that Corbello and Miller are playing today, this is the way it should be for today. Absolutely. I yeah, I actually like that as just like a lineup to use going forward. Uh, Miller's in there for Demonte now. Entry pass to Kofi. He was out of bounds, thankfully. So Wisconsin almost. Oh, Davison heads up play. Ah, you're out of bounds. I don't want to pick on any one player, but I'm so glad that thus far he has been a complete non-factor. If he hits yeah, a sh- done nothing. Yeah, if he hits a shot, like in past Illinois Wisconsin games, anytime he hits a shot, I'm infuriated. A single shot. He might not even have a great game, but I, I just hate when he does good things for Wisconsin tonight. He is not turnovers. Look at this. This is not Wisconsin basketballs we've grown accustomed to. They've been a mess the last five games. All right, Trent with the ball, 10 on the shot clock, 11 turnovers for Wisconsin on the day. This almost feels like dagger here if you hit one yep. up 12 with four to go. Trent, three, yes. Oh. Timeout, Wisconsin. 66 to 52. Yeah, that felt like one, Trevor. Absolutely. What a response. Beautiful response, yep. You know, and this is what's so encouraging about this is that all of that, Wisconsin shooting 75% in the half, and yet you've still outscored them by one this half. <laughs> I know they've, and I yep. know now they're shooting maybe, you know, 60% on the half. So they're starting to fall off a bit. They're starting to miss shots. But, you know, to do that, uh, yeah, I, I'm just, I think Trevor most impressed by the fact that this team is now finding many different ways to win. And what I was worried about early this year uh, was their propensity to fall behind and have to come back. And now we're starting to see them out of the arsenal. Just take the lead and hold on to it. And yeah. even in the Iowa game, yeah. to a lesser extent, you kind of did that. The, um, they, I guess the good and the bad early was they punched back, but they were punching back after being down like 19 to four. Right. Right. So Don't do that. Back gets you back <laughs> to neutral. Whereas now if, if you're just even able to stay tied or neutral and then you punch back, Suddenly, you know, here, here you go. You're up 14, and then it, it dips down to like five, and then you punch back, and you're back up to 14. And that's all because you started the game out well. Now, was it 14 or 15? Because I got 67-52. Oh, yeah. And I thought... They, they originally called that a two. a two from Trent, but it looks like they changed it to a three. 
And a dunk here from Potter. Georgie, I mean, Trice has been really good. I think Georgie got a little bit lost there. So 13-point lead with 4.20 to go. And understandable to give Kofi a breather until the under four. We got Trent getting yeah. the pick from Adam Miller. Adam Miller up top of the perimeter. Now looking for Grandison. Grandison finds Georgie. Nice entry pass. Georgie has an opportunity here. Don't lose it, Georgie. Out of bounds on Wisconsin, right? Yeah. That was interesting. It felt like you know Wisconsin probably could, could have called the timeout there. Because it was Illinois that called the last one. And instead, he just throws it out of bounds. Illinois ball. Yeah, that was odd. He just flipped it to nobody on the Illinois bench. I'm not really sure why he did that. So I don't get it. They're showing this Trent replay, and that looks like a two now. But it still says 67-54 on the broadcast, so I guess that's what it is. And I think something good's about to happen because my score app is a little bit ahead of this. And thank you, Trevor, for... uh, Waiting with me, the old fire stick is probably a good minute behind today. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 no problem in games where I feel like I'm not that nervous. Sure, it's just in the biggest of games, I want to see what's happening as soon as I can. If this would have been close, I would have said, "Please go live so I can hear you make noises, which will indicate if something good happened." Grandison, this is going to be a miss. Illinois with the board. Oh wow, great feed from Iowa oh. to Grandison. I already know what I think I want to call this podcast, and I'll wait a couple minutes. Trevor, uh, to give you that. Just, I'm not a believer in jinxes, but okay. So we have 3:35 to go. This is Davison. Will he score today? Pass over to the perimeter. Grandison on this feller, whoever that is. The three is up. Whatever. Have you can have that one. 3:20 to go. Who's this? I don't. Even, I don't. I don't know these guys. I know they got the names on their jerseys. So thank, thankfully, they got that. Unlike Indiana, Trevor. But I'm just kind of. It, they're all a bunch of nameless guys that I don't care about on Wisconsin. <laughs> sure, I understand. Like, there's there's a lot of teams like that, honestly. You know what? You know what team is not. And I was thinking about this before this game started. Three minutes to go, a twelve point lead for Illinois, fourteen on the shot clock. I hate Iowa, but you know what? I enjoy playing them. I don't like Wisconsin, and I don't like playing them. If that makes sense, yeah. I don't have fun yeah. usually watching these games. Iowa with the dagger again. Let's just keep the daggers going here. Fifteen footer. NBA ready, 71 to 57, Illinois up t- uh, 14 with 240 to go. You're basically just in prevent defense now. I'll let them get whatever they want as long as it takes time, which it is. Uh, Davison can't hit. DeMonte corrals it. Now, careful with that elbow, DeMonte. DeMonte's been angry today. <laughs> I know. Super pissed. He must feel about Wisconsin the way that I do. And it's crazy to think. I don't remember Illinois beating Wisconsin at home in 2011. Apparently, they did. I do, I do not remember that game. Yeah, see, it's funny because I didn't either. What, what I remember is them losing badly on Dimitri's senior day. But yeah. That must not have been 2011. Grandison with the ball. Io's got a few seconds to shoot it. And he gets it taken away from him. This is Trice, who has well, been fantastic. 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. 14-point lead for Illinois. Trice from the baseline. No good. Misses badly on that. Io gets the board and a foul. He'll go the line. Is this the under four timeout? Yeah. Wow. Hey, officials, thank you so much. Okay, so what I was going to call this, Trevor, we're under two, and I was going to line, a thing of beauty. That's yeah. how I was going to call this podcast. Like a thing of beauty. I know it got a little bit, eh, you know, seven point I mean, lead. I think this is your most consistent performance of the year. When it matters the most. Yeah. You know, it's funny how the Wisconsin game last year, as fun as the end of that game was, I took a lot of that game off because, like Lon, I had gotten to that point where this isn't fun. I, I don't enjoy these games. I get too angry. So I would think I was playing NFL Blitz. I was doing other things. And then eight minutes to well, go. They were down. For most of it. I mean, like eight, eight or nine points the whole game. 
I tuned in, I think, with eight minutes. So I watched maybe the first eight minutes, and it was like, yeah, this is familiar. Tuned in the last eight minutes because it wasn't a blowout. And I remember just kind of sitting in shock for a good 30 minutes after the game. And this is what I would hope this is, Trevor, going more macro, is a sign of two things, that Illinois is, in fact, back and back to stay in the top half of the Big Ten, top four or five. But also that, right. But also that Wisconsin, nothing lasts forever. Okay. And Greg Gard, yeah. nice guy, I'm sure. But nothing lasts forever. There's no way he's Bo Ryan. It cannot be. So eventually, when all these 25 year olds leave this roster, maybe they finally just suck next year. Maybe, if we're lucky. I just got a huge grin on my face as you said that. Just just the idea that like these two team ships are passing in the night and one, one's headed in one direction and the other in the other direction. God, it'd be nice to just have Wisconsin stink, even for like a year or two. Yeah, it would be. I mean, for an athletic program where the revenue sports have been, you know, off the charts the last 20 years, just, you know, to know that their fans can go through a period of, yeah, you guys suck for a little bit. Listen, we Illinois basketball, I don't think many people would have expected the decade that were, was the 2010s for Illinois basketball. You know, another thing I posed in my last podcast, Trevor, is, and it's easy for me to say as an Illinois fan, I can't imagine that Illinois basketball is inherently unlikable to the, to the same degree that a Wisconsin is for every other Big Ten team, right? You know that every other Big Ten team hates Wisconsin. You know that most of them hate Iowa. But in terms of Illinois basketball, I got to think we're kind of like a Michigan or a Michigan State in terms of, I mean, how many guys have we had that are just objectively unlikable? Easy yeah, for me to really say. I think there's a, like, a, like a turd on this team. In terms of just the the guy that's gonna, uh, what's the guy on Rutgers, Mulcahy? Oh God, you don't have one of those guys on this team. I think Illinois, and again, it's hard because we're so biased, but I think Illinois is viewed as a fun, uh, sort of dark horse, athletic team. Yeah, I would. Th- I, that's how I've always kind of viewed it. And then when you're at your peak, you're really good. And and that the really good Illinois teams again, I think are pretty likable. So I could go back to Michigan State when it was Mateen Cleaves and Charlie Bell and Andre Hudson and all those guys, and they they weren't hateable. I didn't dislike yeah. them. You know, just sort of, sort of like the early 2000s Illinois teams. With Could Frank Williams have been hateable? I think other teams have been like, God, that guy's kind of cool. I mean, I thought he was. I know it's easy for me to say. Yeah. I mean, even the recent iterations of Michigan State, no one hated Denzel Valentine. No. No, no one, no one hated Adrian Payne, <laughs> you know. Okay, free throw from Iowa was up and good. Uh, Fourteen point. By the way, uh, Iowa is one rebound away from a triple double. Wow. Okay, so it's something to watch ever. here the last minute and a half. And this is pretty crazy when you compare him to Evan Turner. I remember that Brian Evans guy for Indiana, one of those just really good college basketball players that was not going to do anything in the pros. And then Jim Jackson, of course, great college player and a really good pro. So a minute fifty to go. We well, just I need saw, one more Iowa board. Okay. I saw this on Twitter last night. Since 2002, only two collegiate players have averaged 21 or more points, six or more rebounds, and five or more assists, and shot at least 49% from the field. That's a lot of qualifiers if you're following me. Yeah. But (laughs) the only two since 2000 are Io and Dwayne Wade. Wow. Well, that's elite company. So as I sit here and I'm like, God, he's six foot five and he's not the best three point shooter. Will it work in the NBA? But. I think it will. Somehow, some way, it will work in the NBA. Maybe not. Listen, Dwayne Wade's going to be a Hall of Famer, but I think that Iowa will find his niche. 
71 to 57. And I say that, Trevor, after a few podcasts ago, after Io, I think, had maybe the January swoon, the one swoon that he was mm-hmm. going to have this year. Uh, but man, has he responded in the Iowa, Indi- well, not the Indiana game. That was not a good game, but has he bounced back today? Adam Miller with a three. It's up and good. And another assist from Io. This is a thing of beauty, Trevor. We need the rebound, though. Uh, we do need a rebound. So Io just, okay, let's wa- I'm watching him off the ball. Go for the rebound, Io. Yes, he got yes, it. Yes, yes. <laughs> he got it. And he gets fouled. He'll go with the line to pad the stat sheet a little bit more. Wow. It's like the ball bounced in his direction as if it were meant to be. Yep. This doesn't happen against Wisconsin, Trevor. Not for Illinois. It does not happen like this. And it is tonight, today, I should say. I think, oh, uh, this is beautiful. Isn't it? Isn't it? Like, I'm going to be, I hate snow and I hate cold weather, but I don't care. It's fine. Whatever. We're good. I'm happy. It can be the coldest week of the year coming up, which it will be. But Illinois is going to be 9-3 and three in the Big Ten. I would like to look forward to a game Thursday. And I, it's weird because Underwood yesterday was talking about that. And I, he act like they haven't gotten confirmation that that game's canceled yet. Yeah, it's one of those things where like everybody on Twitter is talking about it, but nothing official has been released yet. I'm not sure... You know, Underwood came out pretty strong to say we're playing that game on Thursday until I'm told otherwise. I'm not sure why he came out so strong. Maybe he's trying to make Michigan look bad if they suddenly cancel it officially last minute. I'm not sure, but I really don't want to go the whole week without a game. I don't either, and I want to play Michigan coming off of that two weeks off. I understand that they've been shut down and they want to practice, and I understand that. But at the end of the day, with when there's a Big Ten title involved, and this is this is coming from I'm kind of reneging on how I felt when Illinois and Ohio State that football game got canceled. But that's different. That would have been like Ohio State and Wisconsin canceling when they could have played a football game that would have had title implications. That would have actually mattered. This will matter Thursday if they don't play that game. And I hope they do. Io, can he get one more here? He takes it to the line. Okay, he's gonna give it to Trent for a long three. Ah, that would have been beautiful, but that's okay. That's fine. Fifteen seconds to go. Illinois with an 18-point lead. This will be their biggest win against Wisconsin in I don't even know how long. We'll have to go to the media guide for that. Davison with a board, but he's still going to be scoreless tonight. Here is Trice again. He makes the three, but who cares? Whatever. 1.6 to go, and Illinois is 9-3 and in conference, 13-5 and on the season, and solidifies themselves. I think worst case now, Trevor, you're looking three seed in the tournament. Worst case. And you keep playing like this, you're potentially <laughs> looking at, well, I'll let you use your imagination. Man, I'd like to have a game Thursday. I really would. Crazy. Is this the last, um, we were talking so much last year about the, sort of the quote-unquote revenge tour of getting the monkeys off your back. Yeah. The remaining monkeys, if you will, after last year, because you vanquished Wisconsin on the road, you got Michigan on the road, all those. Purdue on the road. The remaining ones were Indiana on the road and Wisconsin at home, and you've done both. Right. I mean, this has been a long time coming, and I think what's made the last two years so cathartic are all those monkeys that you have gotten off your back because it it felt like in the 2010s certain things that used to be givens, that Illinois would win all their home games uh, or that Illinois would, you know, at least split a season series against the likes of a Wisconsin or... Um, a Michigan State or something like that, th- that had gone away. So I don't need to have the same feeling of invincibility that I had back in maybe 2005. That is rare, no matter who you're rooting for. But 
I needed as a fan to kind of get a swagger back for being an Illinois basketball fan and being like, we have an identity and we're good. And other Big Ten teams don't want to play us. And that's why the last two years, among many other reasons, Trevor, have been so much fun. It's so much fun to... So cathartic, yeah. Yeah, cathartic, and it's so much more fun to be on the upswing. I mean, you could tell in 2007, oh God, where's this thing going? You could tell, and it sucked, and there was the, there was a darkness to it. But this is completely different, and uh, yeah, we, we should enjoy every bit, every bit of this, and today's game may have been maybe the most thoroughly enjoyable thing from tip to finish. I, I just, I can't take for granted enough how much how, how nice it was to just sit there and not worry about Wisconsin and basically win by 20. Yeah. Well, like when has that ever happened? At least in my lifetime, it's not going to happen much. And, and you think about quality wins, that'll be a tier one win. I would presume Wisconsin is still going to win enough to stay in the top oh, yeah. 30. Right. Plus if we're talking the net ranking and margin of victory, you know, I, I, yeah. does that matter Trevor? If it's a plus 10 point win against a quad one team, or is it just about whether it's a home win plus that many points or, I don't really know how that calculus works. Supposedly, you get extra decimal points added to your overall score, which averages out to your net score if you win by more than 10, which is something I hate because there's so many games where a team is up seven and they end up winning by 13, or vice versa like today. Let's say Wisconsin hit five late threes and you won by eight. Yeah. Suddenly, that would count for less, which is just dumb. It is. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, I'm not trying to project too much here, but you went into the day as the second highest two seed and 12th in the country. And keep in mind already this week, five teams ahead of you in that top 12 have lost to bad teams. Villanova lost to a Georgetown team that has three wins. So, I mean, I don't think it's hyperbole to say going into next week, you might be, I don't know what sixth in the country, seventh. Yeah. With a net, with a net as high as like three. I think so. And I think that the three teams in the Big Ten, they'll be in the top ten. Michigan will probably hang on to that three ranking because they just haven't lost. I think Ohio State, they could vault yeah. to maybe fifth. I mean, I, I would think that they would edge. I don't know. Would they edge ahead of Illinois? They'll be right there. They'll be three teams in the top seven or eight, presumably, and yeah. probably deservedly so because, you know, I watch this and I don't think there's a national title winner in that group, just how good Baylor, especially how good Baylor is. Uh, but it is probably the Big Ten's best chance in a while, and I think that you know all three of those teams give you a puncher's chance. Now, I think Jeremy said it best where you got a lot of Elite Eight teams in this conference, and I would agree with that. I think that that's essentially what you're looking at, and that most of these teams, Michigan included, would have to play a really good game in the Elite Eight in order to advance. But um, to the fact that Illinois is in this conversation and right now is as solid of a two-seed in the NCAA tournament as you could ask for, man... Uh, I'll take it. It sure makes that Maryland game seem like that was a year ago. <laughs> yeah, and you've got some stat padding games ahead of you. If you assume that Michigan is is off, uh, and maybe you try to make up Michigan State this week, I mean, they're just outright bad. I mean, they're, they're not a good team. And then no. you've got Nebraska and Northwestern. So those aren't going to you know rise you in the net much. But at 13-5 and five right now, I don't think – it's far-fetched at all to say you could be looking at 16-5 and five or 17-5 and five in a week or two. Well, Trevor, I don't know when we're going to talk again, depending on when the next game is. Hopefully we get some good news, and maybe the Big Ten will put a little bit of pressure on Michigan. Like, hey, guys, if you're COVID-free, you got to play this game. or, or for, I mean, They need to do something. They, they do, and I, mean, I, I know. I'm sorry, but just the silence from Kevin Warren's off. Like, hello? 
and it, half of your league has like 10 games to reschedule and you've said nothing. And, you know, back in the fall, I think I was more forgiving of Kevin Warren just based on the fact that, okay, the, the pandemic was new enough and this was the first time it was sure. uncharted waters and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, you've had a long time and they even built in these weeks in the schedule and I'm not seeing a whole lot of rescheduling going on. They're just kind of sitting there like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Maybe, maybe we'll make it up the last yeah, week yeah. of the season. And I don't know. You got a Big Ten title to consider here. One thing I don't understand, and I guess there's an answer to it, just it's how the schedule worked out. But Nebraska went on COVID pause, and Illinois was the first game that Nebraska had to cancel or postpone. The first one. Right. They've been off for now like a month. Yeah. They've got four games this coming week. They've rescheduled two games for this week. Why didn't Illinois get first shot at a reschedule with them and you know what nebraska can just they they're so annoying i I really just i've grown from indifferent to outright spite for the whole thing about nebraska because they really shouldn't even be in this conference anyways because they aren't holding up their end in football and they aren't really good academically which the big 10 prides itself on and basketball stinks so what's the point volleyball i guess that's their thing they're good at volleyball i think right and we thought Fred Hoiberg was going to be the first COVID super spreader in the country last that year. That so. moron, that still pisses me off. You do not, like, how how dumb can you be when a pandemic has begun and everyone's kind of freaking out to say to not say, hey, guys, I'm just going to stay at the hotel. I don't feel good. And instead be coughing and wheezing your way through a game, looking like you're going to die. And then he's like, sorry, I, I had the flu. You moron. I dislike him. I act. I actively dislike Fred Hoiberg because of that, Trevor. Because that's the same kind I will of crap. Never forget that. I won't either. I don't think anyone will because that was the. And partially, I'm going to partially blame him. And it was still the right call. The Big Ten should have canceled all the games going forward. But I partially blame him for the Big Ten probably saying, "Yeah, we probably need to cancel Thursday too." Like that. That was the last game in that college basketball season. Thanks, Fred Hoiberg, for excel- expediting the process to the end of it because everyone thought they were going to die because this moron is puking, not puking, but just basically coughing his guts out on the sideline. <laughs> Freaking moron. Yeah. It's like when people will go into work and be like, yeah, I don't feel good, but I want to tough it out. Don't tough it out. Stay away go from home. me. God dang. <laughs> You know, if there's one silver lining, and this is a total aside, Trevor, in this pandemic, is hopefully this changes the mindset where if people even feel a tiny symptom, they call in, they don't have that sense of pride, and they say, sorry, boss, I'm staying home. And then we just spread disease a hell of a lot less because people won't do this tough guy crap. I think for the rest of my life, I mean, maybe that's an exaggeration. I'm going to be, I mean, I've gotten to the point where I am washing my hands and making sure I absolutely muffle my sneezes. Not that I was, you know, sneezing in anybody's face, but I'm just so hyper aware of making sure that I'm not breathing on someone else's food, that I'm right. not touching yep. something before I purell up. And so I just, that, that's not a bad thing to just adapt to forever. <laughs> hey, real quick, this is a random aside. Kansas is not good anymore, apparently. They're, they're, they're going to be unranked. Oh, totally. And then we have. Oklahoma State and Texas. You know, the other Big Ten games on the slate, I think it is Northwestern and Purdue right now. And I'm, I'm just rooting for Purdue the rest of the way to have a, you know, a heater to end the season. So that game just gets better and better. And I was a little bit disappointed earlier this week when Minnesota didn't pull off the win at Rutgers. Yeah. And, you know, Rutgers is starting to play good again. I think that Minnesota game will be tough for Illinois, but I still, as I sit here today, Trevor, I said this in the last podcast, I think Illinois loses one more game this regular season. And I would presume, and I hate to say this, I think at Ohio State, 
is maybe the likeliest one that they will lose at Wisconsin. Wouldn't be easy, but um, I think this is a 14 and four big 10 team. As we said here. Yep. I'm with you. I don't love the matchup against Ohio state and you've been given good reason not to, I can't imagine what that game would be like if for some reason Michigan, you know, hardly comes back. And then when they do, they're not as good. And suddenly Ohio state, Illinois is for the big 10 title. Let's say on that final Sunday, that yep. would be crazy. Um, I don't love that matchup, though. If I were nope. just ranking, you know, you were talking about you don't like Iowa, but it's kind of like, all right, game on when you play Iowa. I just don't like with Ohio State, and I don't want to play Ohio State. I don't either. I don't either. I, I do think if this continues for this team and it really came down to just winning at Ohio State to secure a Big Ten title, I'm going to give this team the benefit of the doubt, given the way they played the last four games and also given the way that they closed out last season. With the exception being losing at Ohio State, and I would hope that, you know, if bulletin board material does in fact work, and I don't think Brad Underwood uses it that much. I think Lovey did the like, you know, point spreads and things like that. I don't think Brad Underwood, he seems to downplay a lot of that, but I would hope for that one game. All right, guys, they cost you a Big Ten title last year, so let's let's fix that. And if you get to that point, Trevor, I'll, I might change my tune and say, what the hell, you're winning out. Uh, I yeah. one, one final thought uh, before we sign off here is, you know, the Big Ten tournament to me seems so unnecessary when you've had yep. these games postponed. And I know there's money involved and probably CBS. They got their contract and all that. But I would love for them to just say, nah, and just use an extra week to get the games in that you need to. Well, heck, if it's the TV and the location and the money, play the games there. It. Oh, yeah. Make, it, make, the, make the games in Indy. Eliminate the games nobody cares about. Like if Nebraska has a game to make up with Iowa, who, who cares? cares? Yeah, right. But... Let's say, I'm, I'm, I don't know who, what's been canceled, but let's say Illinois-Michigan, uh, Ohio State-Wisconsin. I'm just making things up. Just take those five or six games and say it's the Big Ten makeup week in Indy and just play one each night if that's your problem. I'm totally with you on that. All right, Trevor. Hopefully, by some stroke of luck, we'll have a game Thursday night. I'm not banking on it, despite the fact there's not an official word yet. But I would have to think that even if there's not a game, the Big Ten We'll have to come out with some sort of revised, here's how we're going to determine a Big Ten title winner. And I think that if you just take care of business and you finish, let's say, 14-4, and four, things will work itself out. I think that after all the anger and frustration from the Maryland loss and the Ohio State loss, uh, I think the way this team's playing right now, that is such a distant memory and that things will shake out as they need to. I'm, I am in as eerily calm and optimistic as I've been as an Illinois fan in probably 15 years. Yep. I echo everything you say. It's so nice to not, I mean, I'm still going to watch big 10 games, but it's so nice to sit here and not go, okay, so we need Purdue to win because that means we're going to move from six to seventh, right? From seventh to six. <laughs> and then, you know, if Ohio state can just drop this game to Nebraska, even though it will never happen, then we'll move from six to fourth. doesn't matter. Nope. It Take doesn't matter. Business and you might win the whole damn thing. Boy, didn't that get old year after year? Yeah, you know, yep. if you just win three of your last five, you might get a nine seed in the tournament, and you never did. And this year, we're talking about a freaking two seed. And if best case scenario, whoever wins the Big Ten is going to get a one seed, and that's not off the table either. And to know that the four, the way this team's playing, the four is like a three seed. I mean, I can't wait for Selection Sunday. And you know what's going to happen. The NCAA is going to make sure there's a tournament this year. And uh, that's going to make up, I think, in a lot of ways for the absence of one last year. Trevor, we'll talk to you when we talk to you, man. Last thing, you just swept Indiana, swept Iowa, and beat Wisconsin in nine days. 
that's pretty good. And that, even for good Illinois teams, that's not easy to do. So enjoy it, Illini fans. And you know, I say that. I know everyone is. And I uh, hope, Trevor, that you can enjoy the rest of your day. I think it's time to celebrate. Amen. All right, man. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Fool you. Trevor Valise on the 200 level helping us out here on what was a thing of beauty. That's the name of the podcast. And deservedly so. I think the most complete 40-minute performance we've seen from this team all year, and that's coming on the heels of the Iowa game last week, which I would have said then was the most complete 40 minutes. They're peaking at the right time. They have Iowa and Kofi. No one else does. And then you saw that the supporting players, especially when it mattered, when Wisconsin gets within seven to see Grandison making heads-up plays, to see Trent making a three or two that really mattered. Even Adam Miller got one late to extend that lead. It, It was a full team effort. And this is a scary group and the team that I think we expected to see and they're gelling at the exact time that you would want them to. So this is cause for celebration. It is about four o'clock on a Saturday. The snow is coming in, hunker down as the cold weather comes in and just relish the fact that Illinois is really, really good again. It's been far too long. All right, before we get out of here, I got to thank our sponsors, DP Doe online at dpdoe.com. Use coupon code Mike for $5 calzones at dpdoe.com. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. And uh, hey, as this weather approaches, why not stay inside? Let them bring a piping hot calzone to your doorstep, dpdoe.com. Also, 4th and Kirby online at 4thandkirby.com. Use coupon code 200LEVEL for 10% off your order. You don't need a new lucky shirt, but you know what? When Illinois gets a big win, sometimes I just want to splurge and get more Illini swag. Why not get yours at 4thandkirby.com. Rector Construction, the reliable roofing, construction, and remodeling company in central Illinois. Give them a call today at 217 217- Two eight one seven thousand, or visit online at Rector Construction. That's R E C T O R Construction dot com for a free estimate. And finally, State Farm Agent Brian Hansen online at BrianIsMyGuy.com for life, auto, home, business, renters. Take it from me, firsthand experience, as easy of a process as you can imagine, and great personalized service. BrianIsMyGuy.com. Alana Inquirer, the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. That'll do it for the weekend. We'll take tomorrow off. I'll hopefully talk with Jeremy sometime on Monday. And we'll get back to it early next week, depending on if there is a game or not against Michigan. But, you know, I can sit and soak in this win for a while. And the way that Wisconsin just bothers me to no end, isn't it nice to just kick their ass? I could make that a regular thing. All right, stay safe, stay healthy. Hey, by the way, this is Decadence, Out of Your Head, streaming online, anywhere music is sold from our latest album, Fever Dreams. And uh, I'll see you soon, everybody. Take care and go, Illini. It is the 200 level.